everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Poppin' Off. About pop culture, I'm your host, Maggie. And it's me, Steven. Guys, Harry's house is here. We are stepping inside Harry's house. Come one, come all. (laughs) So Steven and I briefly talked about our thoughts around Harry's house last weekend when we saw each other because when we recorded our last episode, the album had not come out yet. There was just a lot of anticipation around it. And I think in the Atlant- in the lost episode that, you know, never got uploaded because of technical difficulties, <laughs> we, we did talk about our thoughts about like what the album would sound like, what we thought like the overall meaning of the album was going to be. And both of us were kind of in agreement that we thought it was Nemo, like kind of like, folk sounding more acoustic that's not the case this is a very like poppy album very upbeat for the most part Stephen, what what are your thoughts (laughs) I think everyone knows I think everyone can guess like what my thoughts are but I would like to hear from you (laughs) yeah (laughs) so I think the album is pretty good um I'm not like obsessed with it not in love with it but I really like it I really like a lot of the songs. I don't like hate any of the songs. I'm just like not obsessed with it. I don't know. I don't feel like I've like connected to it on this level that a lot of his fans have connected to it on. But I mean, I really like it still. That's good. As long as you're not like, (laughs) yeah, it sucks. (laughs) No, I don't. He could do no wrong. I mean, he probably could, but you know what I mean? It's like, it would take a lot for me to be like, this is garbage. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) I okay I I really really love it I think it's great I think that he took a lot of risks on this album I think he really showcased how much his vocal ability has grown and I could go like on and on of like how much I love the songs how much I love the lyrics and stuff but at the same time I understand like where people are coming from when they're like there's no like really standout song. Like I definitely have my favorites like Daydreaming. That song goes off. <laughs> but there's not like one particular song that I think of and I'm like, yes, that is Harry's house. Like that just embodies the whole thing. Whereas with the self-titled album, the first song you the first song you think of is Kiwi. And with Fine Line, the first song you think of is probably Golden or Fine Line. But with Harry's House, it's just like, what is that one song? Yeah, I don't think it has that one song. I think you're right. I guess people would just say as it was because it was the single, like the leading single. Right. But that's like, I just don't think that like embodies the whole. Yeah. No, I totally agree. But that's like the only thing that comes to my mind. Right. Um. Yeah, I think you're right, but exactly what you said, though, earlier, I think vocally, like, I'm like, Harry, you can do these things? Why haven't you been doing them? Right, like, the high notes, and just, like, the, like, his range has grown so much from, even just from, because, like, the song Fine Line, most of it is in falsetto, but live, he does, he doesn't really sing it that way, it's, like, a little bit but I was watching the one night only live stream and he was like hitting the high notes. Like he was on pitch really good. His band sounded really good. So 
I like kind of confuse myself too when I'm like on fine line and the self and the self-titled album like there are songs I don't like i.e canyon moon and two ghosts (laughs) I cannot stand those songs I don't know why and I like two ghosts I don't know why you hate it so much hate the same lips red same eyes blue it's like what no like we we're not (laughs) we're not going for a cmt award (laughs) i just i hate those songs but on harry's house there's not a song that i would skip because i dislike it but it's still not my favorite some of the songs have parts that i hate if that makes sense like what's an example like little freak okay little freak is such a good song except for when he says little freak jezebel like I, that, that makes me cringe but the rest of the song is so good Except well good for, thing like the main line good thing it's only the first three words and then you're golden for the rest of the song i know i'm like that kind of ruins it it's it's also just sounds like a troy savon song oh it does it literally sounds exactly like a troy savon song the style like the the auto-tuned voice i'm like this is troy savon wow that's not a bad thing though no 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 we are a pop about pop culture love choice (laughs) we do (laughs) what's the one i can't even remember what's the one song where he just starts like listing random assortments of words okay that's in my top three keep driving yeah it it does sound like he wrote a song using autofill on his iphone (laughs) like i don't hate it but i'm also like what are you doing (laughs) i love that song i just really love the melody yeah, same. But then, like, the other part, I'm just kind of like, this is stupid. It sounds yeah. fine, but then when you're, like, actually listening to it, you're like, okay, this is dumb. Oh, yeah. it's just, it, He's really just saying words and things, things and words. But yeah. it all sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, my top three are Daydreaming, Satellite, and Keep Driving in that particular order. I don't know if you have a top three, and that's fine if you don't. <laughs> so it's, and I'm, like, the opposite of you because you said you like the end of the album the best, and I like the yes. beginning of the album the best. No, so that like last music quarter. for a sushi restaurant, late night talking, and daylight are my favorites. A lot I love of people, daylight. yes, that's like everyone's favorite song is daylight. It reminds me of like a Jack Johnson song. Just makes me feel free. <laughs> it is really good. The lyrics are really cute too, even though it's about like missing someone. But it's cute. It is. It is. Um, how are we feeling about Matilda? I like kind of like it, but kind of don't. I don't know. I I think it's a good song, but it's really sad. Yes. I think because I can't like directly relate to it, which like is a good thing because, you know, the song's about like having shitty parents and it's like kind of like a shitty upbringing and just like carrying around that maybe like the guilt you feel from it, from like moving past it and like not having those people in your life anymore and stuff. And just, it's really about childhood trauma, I guess. But I I think because I can't like directly relate to it that I'm like, yeah, it's a sad song, but I'm not going to like fall to my knees when I hear it live. Right. But I, and I also think, I don't know. I don't know if it's just like the execution or like the production or whatever, but it's like he was like torn between making it like this really deep, sad song, but also making it like this catchy kind of song that people want to sing along to. Because like the yeah. chorus is really catchy. Yes. And it's like usually songs that are that specific, like don't aren't 
like meant to be catchy or like have a good hook like that you know what I mean like think of like Phoebe Bridgers and Taylor Swift like people who will write like specific songs and then I don't know it's just like it's like caught in the middle of like wanting to be like a catchy pop song versus like an artistic like deep Mm -hmm. meaningful song I don't know it's like the the mood of it is kind of confusing yeah and yes because like the lyrics are really sad but also then like the like the beat and like the melody and stuff it just reminds me of like going for a bike ride on like a nice spring day and that's like not what I would really (laughs) listen to if I was doing that I don't know if anyone else feels that way I just I can just like picture it in like like the opening credits of like a like a coming of age movie just like just like the music not the lyrics of just like someone riding their bike and like the credits like the opening credits are rolling I don't know if that's just me but yeah I don't know if I relate to that but <laughs> it's okay <laughs> I don't like I mean can't tell you how you feel about it <laughs> I just had like a whole vision you know I'm a very visual person <laughs> um honestly though I know I said I didn't really dislike any songs, but I think cinema's stupid. I don't like it as much as everyone else likes it. Like it's probably stupid. It's, <laughs> I think it's stupid. <laughs> like I think it's probably lower ranking on my list because a lot of people really love it. It's really catchy. I get the ending stuck in my head a lot. Overall, I think if I had to rate the album, I'd probably give it a I'll give it a 7.5. Oh, I thought you would rank it higher. No, let's give it an 8. 8. <laughs> Sorry I pressured you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I changed my mind. 8, eight out of 10. Okay, I'd probably give it like a 6.5. Mm. <laughs> a little disappointing. Like, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm just like over it already. See? <laughs> I'm like disappointing her. <laughs> yeah. But I have been doing a lot of thinking because I'm like, I don't know like what my favorite Harry album is. And I think after much deliberation, after much contemplating, I think I've settled on fine line. That's my favorite. Yeah. I just, I just, the songs that I love outweigh the songs that I word that even though I don't dislike any songs from Harry's house, but I do from fine line. The songs that I love outweigh Harry's house and self-titled, but I don't know about Harry's house. So. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I, get what, you, I Moon, get what you're saying. <laughs> right. Okay. Like Canyon Moon is like the only one I really don't like. It's stupid. <laughs> I, yeah. And I know people will probably eat me alive for that because that's like, I don't know. It's a crowd favorite for some reason, but I just don't like it. It but, literally, do, it does not feel like Harry at all. It doesn't make sense to me. No, it sounds like a Jimmy Buffett song. <laughs> Margaritaville. <laughs> it literally, it does. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. But anyways, I just think I'm like really like more into this album now than I was when it first came out last week because I'm going to Harry Ween in LA at the Forum. So meet me there (laughs) everybody (laughs) all right let's move on to the wedding of the year that I said 
wasn't really going to happen, but I did not realize that Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker were having an Italian wedding like the week after their legal wedding that they had in California. I read that it was like supposed to take place like later in the year. That's why I was like, yeah, no way. They're forget it. They're not doing that. But it happened within about a week of the legal one here in the States. I hated the fashion. <laughs> okay. You said it. I hated the whole, the whole, just like, I know it was like very then it was like Gothic and like, you know, it was all decked out in Dolce and Gabbana, but I think the only person that I thought looked really good was Kim. Everyone else was just... I think what really got me was that everyone was like mis like mismatched. That's like becoming a thing now. I don't like that. And I don't know if she had if like they had a thing where there was like like a wedding party or not. Right. I just like always kind of assume that for a wedding. But I just didn't like how no one was really like like they weren't even like cohesive. Or like coordinating at all. Right. I guess because I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I it just didn't make sense to me that Courtney wore this super short dress and had this veil that was like 50 feet long and like hand embroidered. And it was it was a beautiful veil, I will say that. But it just didn't make sense with the outfit and the whole vibe I don't know I didn't like it yeah I liked um her veil yeah that's I thought that was nice right (laughs) I'm not I'm not I don't know I didn't like the dress no someone it it was a flop (laughs) someone compared it to the way that um what are those called like the depends underwear how they look did you see that I did not see that. <laughs> they, they posted a side-by-side on Twitter and I was like, they're not wrong. Like yeah, the way- I the, can just, I can picture it. Yes. Like the way the cut is and it just like the material of the dress looked like the material of the Pens underwear. That's down bad. <laughs> that is down real bad. <laughs> oh my God. If I was Courtney and I saw that, I would never wear it. I would never go in public again. Nope. Nope. You would <laughs> on your wedding no. day. I just like don't get it. Just like do like a simple, like a tasteful dress. I know. So easy. I, you have so much money. <laughs> I, seriously. Yeah, I just I don't know. And also the the vibe of like the wedding itself and like what everyone was wearing gave me more Spanish vibes than it did Italian. I don't know if you feel the same. I don't know. I'm not really good with that kind of stuff. If oh, I'm being honest. I'm, I'm just, cause like, like, um, just the way like the flowers looked and like the silhouette of the dresses, it just reminded me of like, like something you'd see in Barcelona rather than Portofino, Italy. So I don't know. Maybe they got married in the wrong destination. <laughs> maybe the altar was really pretty, though. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I like I said, I just think the mismatched 
outfits really threw me, really threw me for a loop. Yeah, but it's the Kardashians. It's, who knows what they're going to do? <laughs> That's true. That's true. We're always keeping us on our toes. It's like <laughs> they're known for fashion, but at the same time, they're also known for having horrendous fashion. That's true. You know what I mean? Like they're 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 all known for their fashion, but at the same time, like we also like we'll love it one day and then we'll trash it the next. Like we're always talking about what they're wearing, mm-hmm. and it's like two extremes. That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> like when they hit it, they hit it, and when they miss, they miss. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Kourtney Kardashian missed big time, <laughs> real bad, real real bad. <laughs> And that's on that, I guess. (laughs) Okay, we're going to move on to Doja Cat. Because she announced that she is not only canceling the rest of the festival dates that she had planned for this year, but she's also dropping out of her stadium tour that she's supposed to go on with the weekend. Or, you know, she was opening up for the weekend on his stadium tour, which is a huge deal. And Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. And she's dropping out because she has to get tonsil surgery. And she said that it's probably mostly due to vaping. Now, if this isn't a lesson to not vape, then I don't know what is. She has to cancel her first and probably only stadium tour. Yeah. like Because she vaped too much? That's embarrassing. I mean... that is that's really embarrassing first of all like her tonsils are probably like already inflamed and you know probably should have been taken out long before but vaping made it so much worse that like she has to go get surgery like now and it's costing her not only money but a lot more exposure because going on a stadium tour with someone like the weekend is huge for someone's career right yeah (laughs) and a lot of people were like excited to see them both like that was a that was like a big a big way to like persuade people to like buy tickets and like spend money on good seats because you're like well I want to see the weekend but now Doja Cat's opening like I need to see her too right like my sister she loves the weekend and like she might have gone either way but like she was like more excited about going and was like, no, nah, I need to buy a ticket because Doja Cat was also there. It's like a two for one. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who, like, who's going to replace her. I was going to say, who do you think is going to open now? It's going to have to be somebody big. If not, people are going to get ripped off. <laughs> I would love to see Cardi B because Cardi B has not done her own tour yet that I'm aware of at least. And she's supposed to be releasing new music. Um, when does his tour start? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. I thought it was like towards the end of summer. I could be completely wrong. But I heard that Cardi B was supposed to be releasing music sometime between now and like early fall. So that would be a great way for her to like get back out there in the music in like the live performing world get some exposure for her new album coming out. And I mean, like, who doesn't want to see Cardi B? I even want to see Cardi B. Right. I just don't know. I feel like, 
I mean, I get like they're both female rappers, but I don't know. I see Doja Cat more of a pop star. Yes. So I feel like, I mean, it would be cool to see Cardi, but I feel like he's going to pick more of a pop star kind of person to open for him. I don't know, though. I don't know. I like, would really love for Cardi B to get on that tour, though. Right. But they're going to have to pick somebody who is in a similar lane to Doja because mm-hmm. otherwise fans will be pissed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You can just pick like, I don't know, someone who's like not even in that genre at all <laughs> yeah like somebody country or something oh no <laughs> carrie <that> underwood is... <laughs> <laughs> that that would be everyone would be like um hi i'm selling my <laughs> ticket for five hundred dollars um <laughs> that would be the end of the weekend <laughs> pretty much <laughs> but yeah um anyways kids don't vape don't vape it's gonna ruin your health and ruin your chances of catching a good bag so yeah take this as a take this take this lesson to heart this is a public health announcement by pop mouth about pop culture (laughs) wow we should get sponsored for this we should i'm very against vaping i will do a sponsorship (laughs) (laughs) okay Moving on to, you know, another former One Direction member, uh, Liam Payne. This guy, when he's in the news, it's always about some mess or something embarrassing. It's never anything good these days. <laughs> and he was caught cheating on his fiance, Not because, you know, she went through his phone and found text messages and like exposed him. Not because she saw it with her own two eyes. But because he took a picture with someone and you can't see this, this girl's face. It's like from her nose down. And then it's like Liam, like wrapped around her kind of, and a bunch of fans kept like, you know, reposting the picture, like tagging her in the comments being like, Oh my God, look at Liam and Maya. So cute. Like here's an update on them, blah, blah, blah. And she commented it commented on whatever fan account posted this picture and said like please stop tagging me in this this is not me like it's really hard to see my fiance wrapped around another woman like I need to process this and that's not what she said verbatim but she confirmed that like Uh, pretty much yeah (sighs) yeah that is horrible this poor woman she had no idea and I can definitely see like why fans would think that's her because i mean it literally could have been anyone like yeah you you don't see this person's full face but you see his full face and she's like that's not me guys yeah what a shitty way to find out and like so many people were posting it yes oh yeah that's that's how fan accounts work like every single one will post the same picture Mm -hmm. maybe with a different caption just like reworded and so she's seeing this over and over and over and being tagged over and over and over. And she's like, what the fuck? Who the fuck? Where the fuck? Yeah. It probably took her a minute too. She's probably like, hmm, wait a second. I don't remember this. And then. Right. I, I would have done the same thing, honestly. And then like, just, yeah, I'm just like imagining her like processing all of that. 
Yeah. And then like realizing it's not her. That's shit. Yeah. <laughs> Poor girl. Right. And it's like, Liam has a kid and like, you were going to marry this woman, meaning like, I'm sure that she has a bond with his kid and like, you know, was going to be a stepmom. And so now you not only have to deal with cheating on your fiance and like how she feels, but now you have to deal with like your kid asking like where, where she's at, like, why isn't she around? Cause like, right. how old is he now? Like five ish years old. It's like, he's at the, he's at the stage where he's like understanding and like, you know, he remembers people and can grasp the situation the best of the five-year-old can. So I don't know. That's, that's shitty. I, I know. It's like how you're a public figure and you're doing this. It's like idiot. He is. He's such an idiot. He really is just an idiot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, this is not surprising to anybody. No one's like, oh, Liam, really? We're all like, oh, idiot. <laughs> yeah, truly. Like, like we, like, a large group of people don't care about Liam Payne as much as we did from the years of 2012 to 2015. But there are still fan accounts running all day long there's still people who keep up with him all day long like there's still people out there who like really really care and so this stuff is gonna get out there at one point or another yeah so again what a fucking idiot and kind of a sleaze bag um pretty much (laughs) okay so earlier in the week there was an announcement that there's going to be a pretty big SNL cash shakeup where SNL is losing a lot of its key players that include Kate McKinnon, A.D. Bryant, Pete Davidson, and Kyle Mooney. Those four people are like huge names to lose. Especially Kate McKinnon, to be honest. Like she was SNL for a long time. This is true. <laughs> I mean, her, her is Anthony Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Hilarious. Absolute comedy gold. <laughs> she is funny. It, she like, it's like sad, but at the same time, I don't think it's really that surprising. You know, I am kind of surprised about Pete Davidson leaving. And I know a lot of people aren't, but I only say that because he has said before that he he planned on leaving when Lauren Michaels was going to retire, which was season 50. Mm -hmm. And I believe they just wrapped season 48. 47, 47. Okay. So he had like three seasons left. I think that Pete is in love Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just kind of focused on that. I don't think he really cares. I think that's it. (laughs) I mean, he was already pretty apathetic towards SNL. He was, he was. But I think he was just like, I owe Lauren Michaels kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he has also said before that Lauren Michaels and like a bunch of other people at SNL like really rallied around him when he was going through his mental health struggles and like going through it publicly, which was a huge thing and really did a lot to get him help and just support him in any way that they could. Right. 
so I do feel like he was probably like, yeah, I owe these people like my life pretty much. Yeah. That's why he stayed on as long as he did. Oh yeah. And I think now he's at a point, like he said, he's in love. He just wants to spend time with Kim, but he also has like a ton of other projects going on that haven't even started filming yet, but like were announced like a year ago, two years ago. So, you know, it's not like he's leaving and just like, right dicking around you know like he ha- he's he has things going on and and as well as ad brian and kate mckinnon and kyle mooney I'm, they all have like you don't just leave snl and like not do anything right right i think yeah i think pete's talents are best served elsewhere so like i'm happy for him mm-hmm. because i really like his movies <laughs> yes and he does have a new series coming out called bubkiss <laughs> based on his life I don't know when that comes out. I do. He was talking about the other day at, I don't remember what event it was, but he said it was coming out, I think this year. So it's supposed to, it's, it's gotten a lot of good reviews from what I've heard. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> and I mean, Pete plays himself the best. So True. He is the best <laughs> at being himself. This yep. is very true. <laughs> But I'm also excited for Kate McKinnon, A.D. Bryant, especially like I don't really know Kyle Mooney as well as I know the other three. But I mean, Kate McKinnon has, you know, been in tons of comedy movies, just playing like that kind of like a silly, like weird friend. She's definitely a character actress. <laughs> yes. But I think that she's going to start getting like more main character roles. A.D. Bryant. Hilarious. Is her um is her show on hulu still on or did that end i have no idea i feel like it ended i haven't heard anything about it for a while okay i thought it ended too i thought it was only gonna be on like two or three seasons and i wasn't sure what season they were on it definitely had at least two okay yeah but i mean she's hilarious so Mm -hmm. yeah but i don't know this makes room for other hilarious people to be on our tvs so (laughs) yeah there's so much like comedic talent out there so like it's it's, like in one in one aspect it's like sad that these people are leaving especially if you like really like them on snl but it's like you don't know what you're missing right exactly like let's make room for some fresh new faces yeah some other resident young people (laughs) (laughs) resident young people i love that (laughs) okay are we ready to get into our toast and our rose Mm -hmm. let's do it go ahead all right (laughs) my roast is going to be bringing back the travis and courtney wedding because what was the spaghetti that they served (laughs) it was (laughs) exactly once one forkful yeah it was like a dollop of spaghetti that's the best way to describe it it's it truly like, was like it looks like the size of a meatball and it was just a spaghetti like a clumped up spaghetti and kylie posted that on her instagram story oh yeah thinking she was really doing something thinking she was really showing off uh, the plates were very nice but <laughs> what i see i i saw a lot about this on twitter where one side being like, what the fuck is this? And other people being like, well, this is just like fine dining. Like there's probably like five plus courses and, you know, you just get a little bit of food in each course, but it's like, 
you get more than that in each course. I agree. Like <laughs> that, like that's the amount of food that's like for the skinny bitches to be like taking two bites and like I'm full. Yes, yes. That that was the the skinny girl's wedding wedding diet. Wedding yeah, menu. which you know I guess it fits. I guess. But yeah, that was was a little embarrassing. <laughs> this whole like, wedding what? was embarrassing. Yeah, like why did she post that? Or maybe Kylie knew what she was doing. She's like, I'm about to expose the fuck out of my sister right now. That also would not be surprising. Right. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I got a kick out of it and everyone making fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My toast goes to Survivor. <laughs> yes, I still watch it. <laughs> so the season finale was last night. So like, I guess if you haven't watched it, don't listen to this part but at the same time if you're a fan you probably already watched it so Mary Ann won um and she's one of the youngest winners of all time and she is the second black female to ever win Survivor I think there's been four black um contestants who have won in the past and I think it's been a while and I'm really just toasting well first of all I just like love her she is the cutest thing she spoke out about inclusivity and diversity and like implicit bias and all this kind of things while she was on the show um she was just she's just an overall like amazing human being I wish her nothing but the best and I'm just really grateful that CBS has started their initiative I think I talked about it in the past um, last Mm -hmm. summer when they announced the Big Brother cast but CBS basically said for all their reality shows they're going to include at least half of the players um, of as um, black indigenous or other people of color. So it doesn't mean like half of them will be black or half of them will be Asian. It's just like at least half will be non-white essentially. And so big brother, big brother, Canada survivor. Oh yeah. And the last two seasons of survivor since they've done this, Every single, so basically every single show since they've announced this initiative has had a non-white winner. And it's just like, it is amazing. Like what you can do when you (laughs) include diversity, like when you give these people a fighting chance. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that wild? (laughs) What we can do when we include people who aren't white. Right. It's like, it's like, (laughs) it's like the argument for affirmative action. You know what I mean? It's like, well, they should just get, like it's like no we have to give people an equal playing field if we want them to do well because it's Thank like you. well because like people would have the argument well racists would have the argument like well black people aren't winning survivor because they're just not as good it's like no because these other contestants have implicit um bias against them and they might not work with them and like other prejudices that's causing them to like not do well and clearly when they have like a more level playing field, like there were still more white people than black people. And like the last season of Survivor was an Asian female winner. So it's like, if they have people that look like them or like are different that they can work with, like it's just makes all the difference. So thank God we're including diversity because it's not that it's just, it's just so important. I don't know. <laughs> It is. I mean, and it's obviously like working and, you know, doing something. So yeah, it's clearly showing like, like literally every single season of the reality shows since the initiative has been announced has been like a non-white winner. 
diversity hello <laughs> like this is like the best like public test trial you could have done <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah I'm just really happy about that I've been in a good mood all day yeah well and she was just lovely <laughs> she was just lovely. look up her speech um at some point she did a like good speech about like yeah just implicit bias and everything like that so yeah all right well go marry <laughs> marianne marianne go marianne yeah she's only 23 she's she's great you know i call her mary we're on those <laughs> <laughs> you guys are besties yes <laughs> never seen the show nope. well i have seen survivor i used to watch it when i was really young when it was on but anyways <laughs> my roast goes to john mulaney Mm. so john mulaney had a show um i'm not sure where it was doesn't really matter where it was but he had a show and he had a surprise guest and that surprise guest was dave chappelle and dave chappelle went up there and you know as if he has learned nothing was making homophobic jokes, transphobic jokes, and just really not caring about what anyone has been saying about him. Not because, I mean, one, there's been no consequences brought against him. Two, he just doesn't care, obviously. So he's still continuing to be shitty and not funny. And I feel like people will probably say, like, why aren't you roasting Dave Chappelle then? Well, I'm roasting John Mulaney because I did not realize like how championed he was by the LGBTQ plus community, but I guess he's like really, really loved mm-hmm. by that community. And by bringing out Dave Chappelle as a surprise guest really was just a huge slap in the face of those people. And I just, it's like, these people have like rallied for him and behind him and just really supported him. And what does John Mulaney do? Brings out a transphobic, homophobic comedian to make fun of them to their faces. Yeah. Maggie and I were already a little over John Mulaney after what he did to his ex and, you know, just kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, But now this just makes me dislike him more. I mean, I never was like a big fan of him. I always thought he was funny, but like, Mm -hmm. I didn't really like go out of my way to like watch his stuff or whatnot. So this isn't really like a big issue for me, but yeah, what a douche. And we don't need to roast Dave Chappelle because we already have. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, (laughs) it's just the same old, same old. It's just the same old, same old. Like, Uh and John Mulaney is the one who gave him the platform again. So it's, it's his fault. Right. So that was just really disappointing to hear because like, I don't know this person's name on Twitter, but I see them a lot on my timeline and they they're gay. And they were talking about like how excited they were to go see John Mulaney and like how much they supported John Mulaney and like how inspiring he is to him as like an actor and comedian. And he's, he's like seeing Dave Chappelle up there and just like knowing that John Mulaney knew he was going to come out here and make these jokes just like, was really heartbreaking for him. And he kind of went on like this Twitter rant about it. And it was just really sad. And he's, he's like, I know it's probably, probably not a lot of like, not a big deal to a lot of people. And it's like, or in retrospect of like what 
the LGBTQ plus community is going through. But like to me personally, like looking up to someone, just like having my heart broken by them like this is really hard to deal with. I totally, I a hundred percent understand where he's coming from. Yeah. And if that's somebody that he like loves, like for a lot of people, like watching stand-up comedy or like, and things like that, that's like a safe place for them. Like, Mm -hmm. and you're going to a show of one of your idols, that should be a safe place. And to have somebody come up there who is just like mocking your community, it, it has to feel horrible. Like Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine yeah that it would be difficult for me to process as well so yeah I don't know just like male comedians just like kind of need to go to be honest all of them (laughs) I know why I think it's the trend that every male comedian is kind of the worst (laughs) yeah pretty much most of them like all pretty much all of them I the main ones (laughs) Mm mm-hmm have mm-hmm. something's come out against them or they've done something publicly or just yeah not cool yeah <laughs> they all suck well let's move on to my toast because I'm actually really excited about my toast especially the LGBTQ plus community was not celebrated at the John Mulaney show but the trans community is celebrating because Barbie gave Laverne Cox her own doll I think that is so cool I mean, she's the first trans woman to have her own Barbie. And just like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I was really like touched by it for some, like, I don't know like why me personally, like a cisgender white woman, but just like seeing the picture of her holding her Barbie was just like such a moment for me. Like I've been a pretty big fan of Laverne Cox for a while now, but seeing her like glowing and just like you can tell like how proud she is of it and the barbie is super cute so that's just that's a win that's a good good thing that came out of this yes um seriously that was actually almost my toast but then survivor happened last night and i was (laughs) like i bet maggie will make this her toast and i was right so as soon as you were like as soon as you said like in other news for the LGBTQ community, I was like, okay, I knew it. <laughs> um, it's just amazing. Like, yes. again, I'm, I'm a cis man. I, um, but I just think it's such, such a big step for diversity and, and all, hopefully all the trans children who like Barbies can see that and like have something to play with and like like reminds them of themselves right and barbie's just like been really on it lately because i toasted barbie last week for having a doll come out with a hearing aid so and And we got got a barbie movie yes yep oh barbie i (laughs) really been doing it big (laughs) yeah like one year ago who would have thought we'd be talking about barbie so much (laughs) i'm glad we are i love barbies (laughs) all right that just about does it <laughs> you guys know where to find us on instagram at popping off about pop culture you can stream us anywhere you listen to podcasts including apple podcasts and on there you can give us a five-star rating leave a comment like subscribe tell your friends tell your family tell a stranger on the streets and uh happy memorial day be safe drink a lot get some sun and all that. Eat a Just burger. Take a break. 
Relax. God bless America. <laughs> Salute. <laughs> All right. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. See ya.